in real estate we break it down for you each week the exeter group explores how successful investors evaluate and acquire real estate to build their portfolio from financing tips tax and accounting strategies and advice on how to control risk the exeter group entertains and informs while divulging secrets used by the most successful investors tune in to the exeter group every monday at 12 p.m pacific 3 p.m eastern on world talk radio studio a you're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Look among the stars. Well, we're looking among the stars. Hello, party partners. Welcome to Radio's finest hour of power. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive talk, talking about books with authors and experts that help you excel in life. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I'm your personal growth coach, and I am thrilled to be with you. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and of course, live your dreams, because we are a show about doing what you love, following your heart, and bubbling with enthusiasm. The miracle moment for today is from Charles Dickens. Reflect upon your present blessings, of which every man has plenty, not on your past misfortunes, of which all men have some. And today's show is really about counting our blessings. We're listening to our inner voice and being happy. Coming right up, you're going to meet psychologist and author Pam Garcy with her seven steps to tune in and turn on with her really powerful book. It's called The Power of Inner Guidance. Following Pam, we'll have Neil Donald Walsh. He returns to be the star you are. He's the author of Conversations with God. His newest book is Happier Than God, and we'll be talking about how to get happy. And in our final Tea for Two segment, Heather Brittany and I will look at faith and religion, what they are and how we relate and how we believe. Our purpose in providing you this show is to help you communicate that you already have everything you possess to be the writer, the producer, the star, and the director of your own life, 
We want you to smile, have fun, and be willing to take some risks and be wild and crazy. And, of course, we want you to read books, maybe some that you haven't heard of, because to be a leader, you must be a reader. Well, Pam Garcia has a Ph.D. She's a licensed clinical psychologist. She's in private practice in Dallas, Texas. She also loves giving lectures on the topics related to motherhood and parenting and relationships and successfulness and being mindful and, of course, listening to love. It was at one of the mega conferences with my good friends Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen that Pam realized that she, too, had a book inside of her, and that book has become The Power of Inner Guidance. And she is going to help you learn how you can tune in and turn on with her very simple, heartfelt steps. Hello, Pam. Welcome to Be The Star You Are. Hi, Cynthia. Nice to meet you. Well, it's nice to meet you. You've been doing a lot of media lately, and I want to just congratulate you and say bravo, bravo for taking the time and actually putting these really important messages into book form because it takes a lot of guts to actually write it down, doesn't it? Well, it was it was a big step, yeah, but it's like a dream come true now. Yeah, I guess, I guess, and you're getting to meet all your different people that that you have uh, always looked up to as mentors, and and they're writing endorsements, et cetera, for you. Yes. So I really, I you got me right from the very beginning, part one, with your title, a parable, a paradox, and a plan. I I love those. Uh, I love alliterations, and I thought the three Ps were a wonderful way to start your chapter. Thank you. When we learned about um, the two brothers and how different they were, and how one followed his heart, and one followed what was dictated to him. And being a psychologist and, of course, a professor, you've seen you see a lot of this every single day. So I'm sure that your characters have come from some of your patients. So enlighten us. Tell us about how you arrived at writing this parable and then how you came to uh, discover the seven steps that you really feel help us have the power to inner guidance. All right, sure. Um, well, in terms of the parable itself, I actually used inner guidance to get to that place. So I had written initially written the manuscript and got some feedback that I needed to shorten it down. It was about 400 pages, and I needed to distill the message and make it, you know, shorter and sweeter. Well, so, and um, I, you know, this is what's so beautiful about your book is that it's simple. It's a fast read, and they're really lessons that we already know but we have forgotten. Thanks. Well, it just goes to show how sometimes when you hear feedback, you might initially say, oh, this hurts to hear, but it ends up a lot of times really leading to a better thing. So, uh, yeah, so I basically, I was on vacation with my family. We were at a little bed and breakfast, and I was sitting outside, and I said, you know, I think I'm ready to restart this book. And I just, you know, kind of relaxed and looked at the beautiful scenery and took some deep breaths and just started to, I had a little laptop in front of me, and I just started to type in what came to me, and the brothers started to come out, you know, so, Isn't and I just let, let that kind of go, I figured, what the heck, let's see where it goes. One of your steps, actually, is when you relax into something, when you really listen to that inner voice, when you really go to that that point of rejuvenation, relaxation, that's where you get into the flow. It's your second step that you talk about, Yes, actually. Exactly. And and then it seems like it's effortless. It yes, I mean, you know, it's itself. so amazing. Your mind has so much already in it. And it's just, if you will just allow yourself to relax, it starts to come through. 
And you're your, we are all our own best inner guide. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So in talking about the two brothers, so the one brother, they're very, one is, you know, is successful, but he's really not happy. It's so mm-hmm. what that shows you is, you know, you can have all the money, et cetera, but you're really not happy, mm-hmm. not doing what you want. And the secret to life is really to be following your dream and to really right. be feeling like you have passion. And it's his younger brother who says, hey, you know, read this book which is the book that we are talking about, <laughs> the Power of Inner Guidance. Conveniently so. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's a great, it's a really great Thank thing, you. a great book. Thank and you. so then we take it and you're going to do the seven steps. So why don't we talk about getting to that place? I know that when you're talking to people and you're giving them tips, you know, you want people to be calm and to breathe through it. And then to, to really take that, to make a space so that you can have that pause so that you can put in all these good ideas. So let's start with step number one. Okay. You want right. me to talk so a little bit about it? Go that? ahead and talk about it. Just talk about uh, the inner guidance and the rational thinking and what, where we have to, where do we start? With, 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 when we want to really tap into that inner voice, what do we do? What's the first step? Okay, um, and can I also just comment on something you just said? Yes. Okay, just real quickly, I do think it's really important to follow your dreams, but I also make the point it's important to do it ethically. I oh, think yes. that that's really important. Uh, you okay. know, I agree with that. It's like don't quit your day job. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I mean, you want to make sure you know, whatever you're doing is not hurting anyone else as well, right. as, the first, as, well as it's helping you. Right, exactly. So your first okay, step. Okay, so sorry. Is, but, yeah, so the first step as I see it, is really acceptance. And this really comes from the rational emotive behavior therapy that Albert Ellis founded. But um, it's, you can see it in a lot of philosophies. And it's basically the idea of accepting yourself where you're at, accepting other people, and accepting conditions. And that doesn't mean that you like things or that you're going to just give up on how things are and that you're not going to work to make things better, but just kind of saying, you know, what is, is. So now where do I go from here? And, you know, you talk about Dr. Ellis quite a bit. He was a, a big influence in your life. Yes. Why don't you give a, just a minute of, of describing what rational emotive behavior therapy actually is? Okay. Well, it's a form of therapy in which you're trying to help people to both feel better and act better and by looking at the way that people are talking to themselves. And some of the things that we say to ourselves are really healthy and really helpful and supportive, and other things, as everybody knows, or almost everybody probably knows, um, other things are not quite as helpful, and sometimes they're really unhealthy and even toxic to our purpose. So um, REBT really helps us to try to work through our thoughts to more rational, healthy thoughts. And most people, I would say, and maybe I don't know what you see in your practice, I'm not so sure that most people do happy self-talk or a positive self-talk. I think we are our own worst critics. We tend to look in the mirror and we think we're too fat, we're too short, we're too, you know, we're too blue-eyed, we're too brown-eyed. You know, it's like we're always right. two and we're not accepting. That's mm-hmm. why I think this first step of acceptance is acceptance of self uh, is really crucial mm-hmm. because if you don't accept yourself, it's difficult to accept others. It's so true, and it's funny because some people will say, well, I'm really understanding about other people. I can really not, you know, I can look at them in a non-judgmental way, and I'm really okay with whatever happens, but then they'll still be mean to themselves, and they don't realize it's actually unethical to be mean to yourself. Right, right. So that's really part of it. It's accept 
and and be ethical. That's probably mm-hmm. really important because mm-hmm. ethics are so so crucial to living a life of meaning and also to really finding who you are. Yes. Now, the second step, and we already just briefly talked about this because this is really where you did. You had already accepted. You had gotten feedback on your first manuscript. You had accepted that. Mm -hmm. Then you went on vacation where you really could relax and go with the flow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you're just a perfect example of writing this book. I mean, it was it was happening to you, wasn't it? I suppose it. it I suppose that's where it all came about, huh? <laughs> Don't you think? So. You know, I, this is kind of digressing a little bit, Pam, but it sure. just hits me as so appropriate. Is that? So many people feel that they have to work and work and work, and they're just on that wheel, and they don't want to take any time mm. for themselves. And taking a holiday, taking a vacation, getting away from it all is probably one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself. Oh, absolutely! It fills you up, and you know, you get you. Sometimes you just need to take your mind and your being out of the small space that it's in and uh, allow it to be in a more expansive place. Right. And I know when we first connected, you were going on vacation with your family. (laughs) Yay, girl, you go. Thank you. (laughs) So many people were like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, gosh, something's come up. I better not do something. You know, I better not. I better cancel family time. But it's very important to have the priorities. So mm-hmm. when we relax in, when we relax into what it is we're doing, we actually allow ourselves to be open to those internal voices, to those internal experiences. If I understand the way you've written them, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And yeah, so I believe that it's critical really part. Let, and that's let go of some of that tension and that chatter and that. Now we're talking yeah. about the book, The Power of Inner Guidance, and our guest is. Uh, Pam Garcy, who has written this lovely little book that has seven steps in it that will really help you get in touch with yourself and, and turn on your passion. So part of that is learning how to breathe and to breathe properly. I mean, um, as an actor, we always have been doing diaphragmatic breathing, and it's so interesting how as babies or after we're babies, we lose this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's really fun to watch babies breathe. They just know how to do it, you know? They, they do, and their little bellies go out of that baby <laughs> breath. And if you don't do diaphragmatic breathing, we really are tightening all our muscles, and we're not, we're not really giving it all that we could. Now, yeah, I mean, we really feel, you might feel a lot of tension in your upper body because of doing that uh, less deep type of chest breathing. You know, you may end up holding a lot of tension up there when you can just take some time to really slow your breathing down and do the deeper diaphragmatic kind of breathing where it's sort of like, filling a balloon up in your belly when you inhale, that is really helpful. Well, I think also by taking that time to breathe, it actually opens your mind a lot. It sort of clears out all the cobwebs, and all of a sudden it settles you and balances you so that it lets new ideas come into your mind, which I think is, you know, is really crucial. Mm-hmm. Now, the third step is one of the most difficult I know on a personal basis, I think it's difficult for many, many people. Mm-hmm. Ask and receive. And I think they're both difficult. Asking mm-hmm. for the help you need and then being open to receive the gifts when they're offered. Yes, it's true. And, and sometimes people, uh, they finally get the, they get themselves psyched up to ask and they sit down and they're like, all right, I'm going to tap into my inner guidance. And then they ask a question and then they don't get an answer. And then they think, oh, I must not have any inner guidance. <laughs> But, but sometimes you, you actually know, you just need touched to on something, Pam, that that I really wanted to um, bring back is that no matter who we are, we all have inner guidance, don't we? We just haven't tapped into it yet. 
I, I believe that. So if we can just follow these steps, stop and listen, and it really is stop. It really is pause. Now, in your book, you also have some, have some exercises, and you have some questions that you can ask yourself, and you can fill things out so that it will help you get to the space that you need to get to right. in order to, that you will be able to find that voice. Now, um, the fourth step is, as a writer, I think that, that we all learn this, is to record. Mm-hmm. Or so we need to be able to write down what we're thinking about, write down our thoughts, because otherwise they're fleeting and we lose them. Yes, and sometimes they don't make perfect sense to us in the moment. We may get a little, you know, flash of thought, and it may even just come in the form of a simple sentence, and we write down the sentence, and we come back to it, and it seems to have a lot of depth and clarity when mm-hmm. we come back to it. Well, in this chapter, you talk about um, two. You, know, you talk about Jack Canfield. You also talk about Richard Paul Evans, um, mm-hmm. both people that have been on the show and that I'm friends with. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting because it, I have found this with person after person is that when they write down these ideas, it's like you have this aha moment. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't tend to have them unless we, again, have gone through this, these other steps that you've already said, where you're breathing, you're pausing, you're relaxing, and you're asking for guidance, and then the inner guidance comes up to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's really wonderful when you allow that moment to occur, you will really be astonished at some of the ahas you'll receive. And isn't it so much fun? When that happens, you go, whoa, <laughs> it was within me all along. And you feel so like you're, you're really so much smarter than you had given yourself credit for. Yeah, and it's a big relief, too, for a lot of people. They're struggling and struggling, and then they take a moment, and they just ask themselves some key questions, and, wow, hey, they have oh, clarity. There it is. Well, the fifth step is smartly decide. And that, this one, going, would you tell us a little bit more about this, how you really got to this one? Because I think this one's a little bit different than what most people are used to hearing. Well, I think most inner guidance stuff is really saying just look at the heart, but I really feel that we have a mind for a reason. So I thought, you know, we have this mind, why not integrate it into the process? And so basically you return to the information a little bit later and you put it through a filter, which is a series of questions that are based in questions that REBT therapists use to help their patients. And then as you ask these questions, it can help you to kind of filter through what information you want to use and which, one, which information you'd like to just kind of put aside for now. So, see, that is a, it's a good filtering system, and we all need to filter. It's kind of like editing, isn't it? That's like exactly it. what it's like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's editing. Just the very similar. Step is implementation. In other words, you can't sit on the couch the whole day. You have to actually go into action to discover your inner guidance. I think when you put things into action, things start to come to life, and it gives you more confidence in the process of tapping in as well. Well, if you you know, without action, there isn't there isn't any reaction, and that's what we all need. So it's mm-hmm. very important that you implement the tools that you have learned uh, in the previous you know the previous steps. Mm-hmm. Now, the final step, this one I really really love. I really resonate with it because it just reminds me of you going on vacation again. It's <laughs> rejuvenate and return. Yes, yes. I, I really think sometimes I like this little metaphor of a car 
you know, how we take care of our cars, you just wouldn't run and run and run your car without, you know, putting fuel into it. So it's important to go ahead and refuel yourself, too. Well, let's give out your website so people can pick up a copy of the book. The name of the book is The Power of Inner Guidance, and the website is www.myinnerguide.com. The author is Pam Garcy. Pam is also a speaker and a psychologist. Pick up this little book. This will really, really help you get in touch with who you are and be the star you are. Pam, thank you so much for being a guest here on Star Style. Be the star you are. And continue in your quest for the power of inner guidance. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, it was great. Seven steps to tune in and turn on the power of inner guidance. Pam Garcy. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Neil Donald Walsh with his new book, Happier Than God. Are you happy? I hope so. Stay with us. <laughs> 